With your help, we can continue to fight for freedom. This is not possible without your generosity. Join our quest for the truth and our freedom and donate today. Simply go to tntradio.live. The Steve Malzberg Show on today's News Talk Radio, TNT. Uh, welcome aboard, Steve Malzberg. Uh, it is nine, uh, actually five minutes past the hour of nine here on uh, Friday evening um, on the East Coast of the United States. And you know what day and time it is wherever you are listening to the Steve Malzberg Show. All right, so let's uh, let's break what we were going to do. Let's uh, Since 278 doesn't seem to work, let's try 279. Starts pumping out on the streets. The traffic starts jumping with folks like me on the job from nine to five. Everybody working nine to five. What a way to make a living! Barely guessing right. It's all taking and no giving. They just use your mind and they never give you credit. It's enough to drive you crazy if you let it. All right, so there's a. <laughs> There's a taste of Dolly Parton there. Wow. 77 years old. You know, she's been married about six. I just found this out yesterday. 60 years to the same guy. And they don't have kids. And she was quoted as saying, uh, God didn't intend for us to have kids. I don't know if they can't or they chose not to. I, I don't know. But God bless her, man. That That's just amazing. She's got a new album or something, whatever they call albums these days. She's got something new out and, you know, good for her. Good for her, man. Coming out in the cheerleaders uh, uniform. That was that was pretty good. Well, welcome aboard. I hope uh, you're doing well, whether it's your uh, late Friday or early Saturday or whatever it is. And I hope you had a great Thanksgiving if you weren't with me yesterday. Um, I did have a great Thanksgiving and uh, I'm, I'm uh, very blessed to have had that. And uh, today we had uh, news. It uh, finally came down, um, I guess, around mid-afternoon. Eastern time, 13 Israeli hostages released uh, as part of that ceasefire deal uh, 49 days after they were taken hostage, 49 days. By the way, the little babies, they're not released. They might be released today. There's another 13 that are scheduled reportedly to be released. Uh, but they weren't released on the first round. Anyway, uh, so that still uh, leaves about 225 to 227 more hostages. And as I told you yesterday and in anticipation of yesterday, uh, I'm with John Bolton, the former national security advisor to Donald Trump. I'm with Britt Hume uh, of, uh, of Fox News. I'm with a bunch of other people who say, this gives Hamas too much time to do whatever they want to do, to do whatever they need to do, to regroup, to rearm, to re-strategize. And as much as you want the hostages back, it can't be at the expense of the other part of the mission, which is to destroy Hamas. So I think it's a mistake. Having said that, 
Um, the names of those who were released with their ages, um, according to the prime minister's office, Doran Katz Asher, 34 years old, Raz and Aviv Asher, four years old and two years old, Danielle and Amelia Alani, 45 years old and five years old, um, Ruth, Karen, and Ohad Mandir, 78 years old, 54 years old, and nine years old. Adina Moshe, 72. Shanna Katsir, 76. Margalit Moses, 77. Chana Perry, 79. And Yafa Adar, 85 years old, held for for 49 days and um and all those people still remain now you heard this uh, groups there were instances here where family members were released together but there's still family members from that family still possibly being held um in in wherever they're holding them so it's not like they released the whole family so and they've already released a propaganda video what did dana perino say dana, dana perino said that the, the hostages, if they're ever interviewed, will say, oh, we were treated so well because they, they, they were told probably by Hamas, you want to see your, fa your family again that we're still holding? You better say we treated you well. Now, they didn't speak yet, obviously, but um, they showed the, oh, one of the Hamas members, you know, uh, carrying an old person into the into the uh, van for release. Another one was hugging the little one of the little. Yeah, I, it was a, it was a love fest for 49 days. Yeah, I'm sure all those hostages love those tunnels. So we'll see. And Israel released, uh, I think, 39 uh, prisoners um, convicted, convicted of crimes. And, you know, there's no equivalence. There's no moral equivalence, none whatsoever. And that's the story. That's where we are. Now, also, 12 of 26, we believe 26, according to the reports, uh, Thai nationals who worked in Israel on farms who were also taken hostage were released. No Americans were released. No Americans. Now, Joe Biden, his people have been saying, oh, this is all thanks to Joe Biden, all thanks to Joe Biden. But he doesn't have any power to tell the Hamas, you better release the, uh, our, our people, including not released. Now, again, she might come out later today or tomorrow, our time. Um, American Abigail Moore Adan, who turns today four years old. She's still in a, in a hell tunnel somewhere. God knows where, um, four years old. And, and let's not forget the nine month old babies that were taken. They're now, uh, closing in on uh, 11 months. You know, they weren't released yet either so we'll see what happens what can i say i think it's a mistake but i'm not running the show you know okay let's uh hear what joe biden had to say today when he took to the microphone uh he said some of the right thing well some of the, some of the right things and some i disagree with but here's what he said when he started this is uh cut number 284 yesterday families all across america gather together with their loved ones and to, to give thanks. 
We must be thankful for in America. The food on our tables, the family and loved ones in our homes, and the many blessings that come from living in the greatest nation on Earth. Today, we can also be thankful for families being recruited and reunited with loved ones who have been held hostage for nearly 50 days. Beginning this morning, under a deal reached by extensive U.S. diplomacy, including numerous calls I've made from the Oval Office to leaders across the region, fighting in Gaza will halt for four days. This deal also is structured to allow a pause to continue for more than 50 hostages to be released. That's our goal. This morning, I've been engaged with my team as we began the first difficult days of implementing this deal. It's only a start, but so far it's gone well. Okay. I love the way he's claiming credit for the whole thing. <laughs> you know, he's been on the phone constantly with, with uh, Qatar and with uh, Egypt and with Israel, and uh, he's been nonstop. Um, but anyway, uh, here's cut to 285. Earlier this morning, 13 Israeli hostages were released, including an elderly woman, a grandmother, and mothers with their young children, some under the age of six years old. Separately, several Thai nationals and Filipino nationals were also kidnapped by Hamas on the 7th. They were released as well. All of these hostages have been through a terrible ordeal, and this is the beginning of a long journey of healing for them. The teddy bears waiting to greet those children at the hospital are a stark reminder of the trauma these children have been through and at such a very young age. Jill and I, Jill's with me here, keeping them all in our prayers today. Today, today has been a product of a lot of hard work and weeks of personal engagement. From the moment Hamas kidnapped these people, I, along with my team, have worked around the clock to secure their release. Good. Look, I'm, you know, he, he has to get credit and he's going to grab the credit and that's fine. I, I don't really have a problem with that whatsoever. I don't have a problem with it at all because the people in he's only alienating more and more, uh, more and more the people in his own party, the Hamas supporters who he's alienated already. So they don't want to see Israelis get out. So it's it's it. Let him keep let him keep taking credit for it. Doesn't matter. He's not going to be the nominee anyway. But um, let's move on to cut two eighty six. I've consistently pressed for a pause in the fighting for two reasons, to accelerate and expand humanitarian assistance going into Gaza, and two, to facilitate the release of hostages. And over the past several weeks, I've spoken repeatedly with the Emir of Qatar, the President of Sisi of Egypt, and Prime Minister Netanyahu of Israel to help secure this deal, to nail it down. And I want to thank all three leaders for their personal partnership to get this done. I spoke with the Emir and President el-Sisi and the Prime Minister Netanyahu again on Wednesday to confirm the elements of the engagement. As I said, today's release are the start of a process. We expect more hostages to be released tomorrow, and more the day after, and more the day after that. Over the next few days, we expect that dozens of hostages will be returned to their families. We also remember all those who are still being held and renew our commitment to work for their release as well. Two American women and one four-year-old child, Abigail, who remains among those missing. We also will not stop until we get these hostages brought home and an answer to their whereabouts. Yep. Yep. 
Now, part of the deal supposedly is that the Red Cross could, is going to go in and meet with the, the remaining hostages as as time goes. I mean, I don't know when it's going to happen. It's confusing. I don't know where they're going to meet with them. I don't know how they're going to meet with them. I, I don't know. But that supposedly, I believe, was part of the deal. And it's, it, isn't it amazing that it hasn't happened yet? Isn't it mind-boggling? Seven weeks? Children? Little children? Old ladies? And the Red Cross? No world pressure for that, baby. No world pressure for that. Okay. Now, listen up. This is one of the good ones. Um, that Biden's talking about the trucks with humanitarian aid that are coming in. And now, as during the ceasefire, which is part of the hostage release deal, and here is uh, cut 287. These trucks carry food and medicine, as well as fuel, fuel and cooking gas. The fuel will be used not only to power the trucks delivering this life-saving supplies, but to, for desalinization, for water wells, for hospitals, and for bakeries. And hundreds more trucks are getting in position as well ready to enter Gaza over the coming days to support the innocent Palestinians who are suffering greatly because of this war that Hamas has unleashed. Hamas doesn't give a damn about them. Hamas doesn't give a damn about them. Hallelujah! <laughs> of course they don't. Of course they don't. I'm proud that our American president said that out loud, direct, as he did, because it's absolutely true, because all he's doing is echoing what we've played here, what Jake Tapper has played, not many more people in the media, I'm sorry to say, in their own words, Hamas leaders, one in particular, I don't have his name, one was on Al-Arabia, one was on RT, one was on um, uh, Lebanese TV, and one of the three, we identified them at the time, we played with the translation, exactly what Jake Tapper played on CNN. And one of them said, civilians, the Gaza civilian, that's not our problem. You know, all throughout history, civilians have been sacrificed and died and been killed to, to, to secure freedom and blah, blah, blah. And by the way, they're, they're refugees. They're not our problem. They're the UN's problem. So when vice president, when vice president, when president Biden says Hamas doesn't give a damn about the civilians in Gaza, he's speaking the truth by their own words, by their own actions. He's speaking the truth. My president. First time I've ever said that about him. <laughs> Probably be the last. Um, and there's one more cut here. And this is a, a, a Q&A a little bit here. And here is cut 288. Mr. President, do you trust Hamas to uphold their I don't trust Hamas to do anything right. I only trust Hamas to respond to pressure. Mr. President, you said you were hoping to get cooperation from Arab leaders. What are you hearing from them when you talk to them? What would you like to see them do? I'm hearing a lot, but I'm not going to speak to it right now. There's an overwhelming desire on the part of the region to let me back up. I'm, I cannot prove what I'm about to say, but I believe one of the reasons why Hamas struck when they did was they knew that I was working very closely with the Saudis and others in the region to bring peace to the region by having recognition of Israel and Israel's right to exist. 
You may recall when we did the G20 about a little while ago, I was able to get a resolution, a, a, a statement passed through there saying we're going to build a railroad from Riyadh all the way through the Middle East into, into Saudi Arabia, Israel, et cetera, and all the way up to Europe. Not the, not the railroad, but it would be an underground pipeline and then railroad. The whole idea is there's overwhelming interest, and I think most Arab nations know it, in coordinating with one another to change the dynamic in their region for longer-term peace. And uh, that is uh, what I'm going to continue to work on. Okay. Uh, he might be giving himself too much credit. Um, it might have played a part in it, certainly. Uh, but of course, you know, by the way, I don't know if Joe Biden ever heard of the Abraham Accords that Donald Trump got through where the United Arab Emirates and others signed peace treaties uh, with uh, with Israel. Um, it's great if Saudi Arabia comes on board. Hey, I mean, he's got other Arab countries. I don't know who he's talking about, but hey, that's fine. This railroad stuff. I, 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 I don't know about the railroad. First, I, this is really the first I've heard about the railroad. He once said there was going to be. Ah, I, I, I'm going to be wrong, but something that would be impossible, like a, a high speed uh, railroad, like between the U.S. and China or U.S. and England, it's something that obviously would have to go over an ocean. He once said something like that. So uh, let's take it with a grain of salt about the railroad plans. <clears throat> but I don't know. Now, we just heard from Joe Biden. In a second, I'm going to show you a picture, a picture of our beloved vice president. Not beloved by many, but uh, nonetheless, Kamala Mamala Harris. And I call her Mamala because in an effort to appeal to a Jewish audience, she once said, I think it was around Hanukkah, maybe her first Hanukkah or while she was running or something. Um, probably probably her first Hanukkah as vice president. And my, my favorite thing to be called is Mamala. You know, it's a Yiddish kind of expression, you know, for a mother of a family, Mamala, because she's married to a Jewish man. I'm sure they all call her Mamala. Please. OK, don't make me sick. Um, but, you know, the war on on everything, air conditioners, heaters, gas stoves, right? Gas stoves are are evil. Gas stoves are dangerous. Gas stoves are ruining our our our, our, our climate. Our our the whole, everything. The whole system is falling down because of gas stoves. You cannot have a gas stove. Well, let's take a look at Mamala Kamala Harris with her husband, the first second gentleman, whatever the heck he's called. And um, here it is. Let's put it up. Uh, the still picture. Okay. Now I want you to take a look. As I look with you at uh, the picture, which there it is. If you look in the background, and this was from Town Hall, townhall.com um, pointed this out. Now, I didn't find it. Um, they got a gas stove. They got a gas stove. How could Kamala Mamala Harris have a gas stove? And you and I better get rid of our gas stoves. And we're going to have to get rid of our gas stoves. What is it? She she couldn't have had the gas stove taken out of wherever the hell she's living and put in an electric stove or whatever she'd put in. Maybe uh maybe a you know she, she would rub two sticks together and start a fire. I don't know. 
but that, that was a gas stove, according to Town Hall, and it looked like a gas stove. I grew up with a gas stove. I used to have a gas stove. I don't have it anymore. It's not because they told me not to. I haven't had it in quite a while, but that was my decision a long time ago before all this stuff, and it had nothing to do with the environment, believe me. But that's, you know, that's the hypocrisy. They'll get away with anything. They'll do anything and they'll say anything, but it won't apply to them. Just won't apply to them. <clears throat> just like this doesn't apply to them. It's, it's sad. It, it's just, it's the way it is. It's what it is. Okay. It's what it is. All right. When we come back, I think you're in for a, a treat. So don't go anywhere. <clears throat> I need a drink of water. Steve Malsberg right here on TNT Radio. You should hear what Charlie Robinson is talking about. I think once we saw the supply chain issues uh, that happened during the COVID debacle, you go, well, that seems bad for the, you know, when you're fighting somebody for toilet paper, but it could be worse, right? It could be the last can of food. So people are starting to reevaluate and reassess their situations and their relationship with supply chains and the like. And I think what that does is it leads you to a place of saying, how can I make myself less dependent on the system? It's kind of hard to know where to start, right? Where would you suggest we even begin with this process? Yeah, it's funny you said that because someone said to me recently and it made me laugh that this is going to be the kind of collapse where the Burger King's still open. And I think that's what's probably lulling people into a false sense of security in that everything when we go to the city kind of appears normal unless you're in one of those really crazy drug adult cities. But for most people, I would say, Charlie, it feels normal, but it ain't normal. <laughs> the world yeah. is not normal. It's completely gone off kilter. Charlie Robinson on today's News Talk Radio, TNT. When the world's endangered animals need help most, when their lives are at greatest risk, when they would otherwise be lost, the International Fund for Animal Welfare is there, taking action to rescue the animals we love, to protect them and their threatened natural habitats. But the danger to animals the world over is growing. And the need for your help has never been more urgent. On land, you'll help stop poachers from threatening and killing elephants and big cats for the illegal wildlife trade. In the oceans, you'll help rescue dolphins, whales, and seals from deadly hazards. And you'll help rescue, rehabilitate, and release vulnerable animals when disasters strike. Here at home and around the world, we can't do this work without you. See how you can help animals and people thrive together at joinifall.org. Today's News Talk Radio. I do a lot of streaming radio. I do a lot of free streaming. TNTradio.live. Okay, folks, welcome back. Steve Malsberg, I just uh, took a sip. Not, not like Donald Trump did that time when he had to, you know, use his right hand to lift the left hand to get a drink and then the whole world on the left said, oh, get him out of office. He can't, he, something's wrong with him. Um, but speaking of Trump, oh, what a segue that was. And unintentional, by the way, I must say. Uh, <laughs> on the Daily Show, they have, it's, that Daily Show went away, it came back. It's got these rotating left-wing nutjob hosts. I don't watch it. But when something's presented to me and I'm made aware of it on one of the sites, I, I sometimes bring it to you. So the, uh, what is the actor, comedian, John, uh, Leguizamo, he was hosting and he couldn't get over the fact that Univision, 
did an interview with Donald Trump and that they didn't press him hard enough. They didn't call him out on this. They didn't call him out on that. But blah, 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 blah. Listen to some of these remarks. Just crazy. Here's cut 266. I came back because something is <clears throat> pissing me off. Univision facing growing backlash after giving Donald Trump the royal treatment. Last week, the network hosted a very friendly hour-long exclusive interview with Trump that his son-in-law, Jared Kushner, helped arrange. I just mother meal. <laughs> It's more shocking that Univision gave Trump a softball interview or that Trump let a Latin guy into his house. <laughs> How did that happen? What do you think he was there to mow the lawn? You know, see, look, I, I know he's a comedian. So anything he says, he could say it was a joke, but he wouldn't say that was a joke. So Trump, Trump's a racist. Uh, we know everything else he is, but I didn't know he had something against uh, Latino folks. Uh, oh, sure. Of course because he doesn't want illegals crossing into this country and, and overstaying the, the, the lawful uh, welcome and people who might have a criminal background or might be sick roaming around the country. So he's, I guess, uh, anti-Latino uh, or something in, in the minds of the sick left. So there you go. Uh, and it got a big laugh. <laughs> Here's cut 267. Journalist Enrique Acevedo interviewed Donald Trump for Univision. Now, for decades, Univision has been the channel that Latinos have trusted for news, whether it's news about the world or news about a sexy lady minor <laughs> willing to go up against the most powerful woman in town for amor. <laughs> and don't get me wrong, there's nothing wrong with Univision interviewing Trump. In fact, I thought it would be a dope opportunity to confront them on his hardline anti-Latino policies. But instead of an interview worthy of Univision, we saw this caca mierda. The New York Times Siena poll came out this week. It has you with 42% of uh, Latino voters support. That's yeah. unprecedented for a Republican candidate. What do you think the, the, the message voters are sending with these numbers? It's, it's a 42%, like I was saying, unprecedented for a Republican candidate. Why do you think voters are responding to your message? Do you think the border is now more secure because of that relationship and the partnership you've been able to build with Mexico? More and more Latinos are identifying themselves as conservatives. Why do you think that is? Okay, I, 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 these are great questions. And if, if his number is correct, 43% of Latinos support Trump, 43%. But this clown in the host chair says Trump is anti-Latino, anti. He has anti-Latino policies. What anti-Latino policies? What? He doesn't want illegal aliens, be they Latino or anybody else, in this country, that's anti-Latino? You mean the, the Latinos and others who came here legally? You think they support the illegals, Latino or others, coming across the border? No, they don't. Now, I can't speak for all of them, and I'm not pretending to, but you know what I mean. Anti-Latino policies. What are they? Being tough on Im immigration? Wanting a fence? Wanting to protect our border? That's anti-Latino? Tell it to the 43% or 42, whatever he said, that allegedly support Donald Trump. What are they, dumb? And you're smart, uh, John? You're smarter than them? My butt you are. Here's cut 268. 
Wait, wait, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, but those are your questions to the guy who might be the next president? Mr. Trunk, uh, why, why are you so beloved by the Latino community? I mean, I was expecting this guy's follow-up question to be, is it true that to look upon your penis, it would be like, I don't know, gazing into the very face of God? I mean, no, seriously, how big is it? Uh, tell, tell me when to start, tell me when to start, start. And yo, just to be clear, we Latinos are not a monolith. There are some of us that do support Trump. In my family, we refer to him as the crazy uncle who doesn't get invited to Thanksgiving. <laughs> hey, John, why would you bring up something like Trump's penis? First of all, you're mocking the accent of the interviewer. Isn't that kind of racist? Isn't that kind of bigoted? Isn't that kind of demeaning? I mean, I, I don't get that at all. I don't get that at all. That's really like down, down, down beneath every pail, okay? But you, 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 you think the next question, oh, I was surprised you didn't ask him about his penis size. Hey, what is the penis? Is it like walking? Wouldn't, would you like to know, John? Is that why you bring that up? You have a little thing going? They got a little uh, subliminally, you know, pushed aside, deep-rooted kind of curiosity, penis envy thing going on. Um, well, maybe you just like to look at them. I don't know. Maybe that's what you'd like to ask Donald Trump without the accent, with your own voice. What do you think, John? Because that's kind of weird to say. It's not funny. It doesn't follow that asking him one question would would lead to that. It, 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 it just doesn't make sense unless that's been on your mind. You know, maybe you like the golden showers uh, rumors from Moscow, which were proved to be false. Maybe that intrigued you. And maybe ever since then, John, you, you can't get it out of your mind. I don't know. I feel like I'm doing the daily show and uh, everybody would laugh and laugh and laugh at you at you. So, hey, you know what? I don't know. I'm not even going to say it. Not even going to say it. Um, I wouldn't hold my breath, though, John. You're never going to get to see it. So turn your attention elsewhere. That's my opinion. My free advice to you on behalf of Donald Trump. And I don't speak for him, but I think it's pretty obvious. Okay. Uh, now that we got that out of the way, um, Let's go to cut 269. But as a news organization for the Latino community, Univision has a responsibility to fully report what a second Trump presidency could mean for them. And the truth is that that shit is mad scurry. We have learned so much more about Trump's proposal for a 2025 agenda, particularly when it comes to immigration. Its plan would essentially call for building detention camps for migrants who are rounded up around the country uh, to be held at until they are deported. This is an extreme escalation from what we saw in 2016. Among his promises, mass deportations 
ending birthright citizenship and denying entry to legal immigrants based on their ideological beliefs. We will begin the largest domestic deportation operation in American history. Nobody has any idea where these people are coming from, and we know they come from prisons, we know they come from mental institutions, insane asylums, we know they're terrorists. It's poisoning the blood of our country. Wait, 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 what? Latino immigrants are poisoning the blood of our country? What are you talking about? Your blood is 99% Big Mac. Okay, I didn't hear him say Latino uh, immigrants were doing that. Uh, he, 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 he's talking about illegals. And, and, and when they characterize that whole bite, is, that whole sound bite is so misleading. It's taking little pieces and putting things together. Um, internment camps. Well, if the plan is to round up illegals who, who, are, who are breaking the law by being here and sending them back, they have to be put somewhere until they could be sent back. I mean, you're not going to grab them off the street, say, aha, you're illegal, and drive them in the police car to their home country or drive them to the airport or drive them to the bus I don't know how they'll get back to where they, they're going, but the point is they got to go somewhere. So you want to call it an internment camp? Go ahead. I know AOC will call it a concentration camp. Go ahead. I don't care. But that's ridiculous. Of course, they're going to have to be taken somewhere. Like people are taken to jail when they commit a crime and they're arrested. Is that an internment? That's an internment. They broke the law. They're being interned awaiting trial. So rather than put them in our overcrowded prisons where there's no room, they'll be in a special facility. Yeah, I don't care what you on the left decide to call it, but it's the right thing to do. And based on based on he was President Trump was talking about, has talked about if they maybe played the full context of what he was saying. He was talking about the people praising the U.S. recognized terrorist group Hamas on college campuses who are here on student visas, they would be deported. That's what he had said. Now, I don't know if that's what he said there because they played one little you know, four-second snippet and we're supposed to think he's going to round people up and just put them in internment camps. Crazy stuff. You need somebody to explain it, and that's what I'm trying to do. Um, but anyway, okay, so what do we have? Uh, do we have any more here? Uh, yeah, we have one more from uh, John Leguizamo on the uh, Daily Show, and it's cut 270. Look, I don't know. I'm just asking the tough questions. Unlike Univision's interviewer, the point is, though, Univision has got to come back to its core values. I'm not saying they, they shouldn't have Trump on the air. I'm just saying if you do decide to sit down with a lying insurrectionist who wants to bring back internment camps like it's freaking 1942, you might want to point it out in the interview. Okay? Because... There needs to be honest journalism and parity. The Latino community needs you to step up because the stakes for us in 2024 are too damn high. Right. And Latinos, I think, according to what uh, uh, Leguizamo apparently believes, is that Latinos can't 
can't decipher for themselves, can't make the choice for themselves, can't understand what they're hearing for themselves. They need to be told. They need to have everything spelled out according to a left-wing agenda. (laughs) Just crazy stuff. Yeah, if he wants to bring back internment camps. Again, finding the illegals in this country, no matter what their race is or ethnicity is, who got in here illegally or have overstayed and are here illegally now and getting them the hell out of our country. What do you do with it? Just it's just a common sense. It's just a, a, a part of the process. What do you do with these folks when you arrest them, when you find them? You got to put them somewhere, right? Internment camps. I'm sure that's exactly what Trump's calling them. They're not internment camps. You're calling them internment camps. The left is calling them internment camps. And AOC, when Trump was president, called the camps at the border where they put the people while they awaited concentration camps, concentration camps. Now, maybe AOC saw gas chambers and ovens. I don't know what she saw. I don't know what she sees. I don't know what's uh, there's a lot of space in that head. So maybe it filled up with gas chambers and ovens. I don't know. But, you know, they'll call it anything. They'll call him anything. They'll call the cam where they the facilities anything. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Remember that they call the cages. They're keeping them in cages. Turned out those cages were there from because they were used by the Obama Biden administration. That we don't talk about that. That's fake news by omission. The worst kind of fake news. You say, this guy's doing this, this guy's doing that. You don't tell anybody that, you know what the other guy did? He did the same thing or did worse. Or the guy before him did this and did that. Context. Context is everything. Nope, no context. Fake news by omission. As if, wow, this is the first time this has ever happened. Nothing like this has ever happened before. That's how they do it. That's one of the ways they do it. One of the ways they do it. All right, folks. Um, Jesse Waters had a very interesting segment. Did you know that uh, the other day, I believe it was Monday, was, um, well, it it was a a holiday of sorts. It was a day, a recognized day. Um, Had to do with uh, trans people who were killed. And apparently one of the people honored, because I think there were 25 or 24 people honored, One of the people honored by the White House, according to Jesse Waters on Fox, was quite a person. And you should hear it. You should know what goes on in this country, where we are. And nobody better than the self-proclaimed historic figure, Karine Jean-Pierre, to explain it. And then Jesse to analyze it right here. We'll come back. We have one final segment left in the week. Is this what's today? Today, uh, today's the 24th. Final Friday of November. Woohoo! Right here on TNT Radio Vision. With his expert analysis and opinion, this is TNT Radio's Timothy Shea. I've been in and around politics for over 50 years, so it takes a lot to surprise me, much less shock me. But I was shocked, shocked, not that so many Argentines voted for Javier Malay, but that the Peronist powers that be allowed him to win the election. 
And the thing that made me the happiest for my Argentine friends is the video that Malay put out where he went down the row of a magnetic board that had all the Argentine government ministries listed and all the irrelevant ones. Pulled them off the magnetic board over his shoulder. They're gone. No more. That's exactly what we need to have happen here in the United States. We need Donald Trump back in January of 2025 to streamline our government. We need to move the Department of the Interior actually out into the interior. We need to move the Department of Agriculture to where we commit agriculture. And most importantly, we need to defund and disband FBI and distribute its law enforcement functions to other agencies that have their own law enforcement capability already stood up. Can't have Donald Trump back fast enough. I'm glad that Malay is going to make Argentina great again. We need Donald Trump. Can't have Donald Trump back fast enough. I'm glad that Malay is going to make Argentina great again. We need Donald Trump here to make America great again. From MAGAinstitute.com, this is Timothy Shea for TNT Radio. She used to dance and dream of a better life, a brighter future. Today, thanks to Children International and friends like you, she dances for the world. Together, we give children in poverty a chance to set their sights high and achieve their dreams. Learn more about Children International and join us in our life-changing work at children.org today. The Steve Malzberg Show on today's News Talk Radio, TNT. All right, folks, that would be me. And uh, welcome back. Don't forget, follow me on Twitter at Steve M. Talk. Email me. Steve Malsberg at TNTradio.live and follow me on Facebook, Steve M. Talk and Instagram, Steve M. Talk. You get the picture. Okay. All right. So I'm going to let Jesse Waters tell this story. I'll comment, but I'll let him explain it as he did on Fox on his show the other day. And uh, I can't wait to hear Karine Jean-Pierre. Here is cut to 271. Today, on Transgender Day of Remembrance, we grieve the 26 transgender Americans who were killed this year. Year after year, we see that these victims are disproportionately black women and women of color. No one should face violence, live in fear, or be discriminated against simply for being themselves. We mourn the loss of lives that have been taken too soon. Primetime mourns the loss of all life, like the victims of the Waukesha Christmas Parade Massacre, the victims of the BLM riots, and the 100,000 fentanyl ODs. So we did as we always do and reflected on who exactly we're grieving. Who are these 26 transgender individuals who were killed? Well, Primetime found a familiar face. His name is Little Turtle, Tortuguita. Okay. Um very interesting. You're going to learn a lot about this person. And to think that the White House honored this person, I just, it, 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 it's, it leaves you worse than speechless. It leaves you, I don't know, I don't want to say thoughtless because that doesn't make sense, but it just, it boggles the mind. It's insanity. It's, it's dangerous. It's crazy. Here's cut number 272. Do you remember Tortuguita, also known as Manuel Paez Teran? He was Antifa, 
a 26-year-old indigenous queer, non-binary militant who lived in the forest. He was a part of Atlanta's Forest Defenders, a group of angry Keebler elves living in treehouses in the woods over the past two years. Remember after George Floyd, the Democrats said police needed to be better trained? Well, the police were building a new training facility in Georgia. But Little Turtle didn't want police to be better trained. He didn't want police at all. All the Little Turtle wanted was a forest where police wouldn't be allowed to enter. (laughs) Well, of course, you can't have a forest or anything where police wouldn't be allowed to enter, right? Unless the left had their way, um, like a school. Remember yesterday we heard somebody, I forget who it was, uh, saying that, um, uh, oh, yeah, the coach of the San Antonio Spurs. Uh, talking about guns and saying, oh, they want to put more police in schools. What kind of life is that for kids? What's I got to do to the kids? How dare they, you know, they have to look at police during their school day. Ooh. Okay. Well, anyway, so uh, I digress. Let's continue with Jesse and the story. Uh, cut 273. And for the last few years, Antifa has been battling Georgia police officers and raising all sorts of bloody hell. They've thrown Molotov cocktails at police, launched rocks and bottles at cop cars, shot fireworks at them. In January, when cops were clearing out the forest, Tortuguita refused to leave. He remained in his tent, defiant. Georgia state troopers say after he didn't comply with their demands, they used pepper spray. But Tortuguita responded by firing four shots at him from a pistol, leaving a Georgia state trooper seriously injured. Officers were forced to return fire, and unfortunately, Tortuguita was pronounced dead. Is this target practice? Atlanta Police Department with a less lethal agent that will be administered into the tent if you do not come out with your hands up. Well, you can't have that. You can't have the police officers defending themselves even after they're shot at. No, 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 no. That's a that's just a, sorry. Unheard of. Not acceptable anymore in the United States of America in 2023. No, no. Everyone on the left, including the media, will sympathize with the person who was shot as opposed to the police who had to do it, who were forced to do it, who were pushed to do it. Here's cut 270. Four. Little Turtle's decision to shoot officers triggered chaos in Atlanta. Riots broke out. Antifa lit construction equipment and cop cars on fire. Smashed windows, even threw bricks at police. This is the cop city site. Construction vehicles are up in flames. It's like a trailer for uh, the construction crew about to be up in flames. Tortuguita's compatriots were charged with domestic terrorism. And it turns out all this rioting done on Tortuguita's behalf is exactly what he wanted. Primetime just got a hold of Tortuguita's diary, which may be used by the state of Georgia in their RICO case against 61 Antifa tree huggers. 
Little Trans Turtle's diary will help the jury understand Treehouse Antifa's motivation and ideology in the domestic terrorism case. Little Trans Turtle. <laughs> it, but it's so scary. But do you see do you see what they did? I mean, that is domestic terrorism. It's very rare that Antifa or somebody on the left. And by the way, remember, we're told by our own government agencies that Antifa is an idea. Antifa really doesn't exist. It's an idea. I don't know what the hell that means. I have no clue. Nonetheless, these people were charged as domestic terrorists. And wait, listen to this. Listen to this. Watch this. Here's cut 275. And let's just say this is not your typical diary, recounting your day, fantasizing about your crush. This was worse than the trans mass shooters manifesto. One page of Tortuguita's diary says, quote, if the cops kill me, I want you to riot, to kill as many of them as you can. They are terrorists. He also wrote, quote, I do not know when I will die, and that does not bother me. F the police and the government. On another page, the Trantifa member the White House just honored wrote, killing cops is OK, exclamation point. Tortuguita continues on F-12. I hope every judge, KKK cop and bootlicker dies painfully and is remembered as scum. Whoa, little trans turtle. R.I.P. <laughs> little trans turtle. R.I.P. Rest in peace. Um, right? I mean, wow. But there's more. Here's cut 276. But like all cop-hating militants honored by this White House, Little Trans Turtle was more than just a violent ideologue. He was an artist. Or she was an artist. We don't want to misgender a dead criminal. Here's one of his drawings of a cop car lit on fire. Accompanied by the words, cop cars love being on fire. <laughs> You've also got this one of an office on fire with the words, riot. Cops don't want to give us rights, so set them on fire, exclamation. These renderings may look elementary to you, but like Hunter Biden, Little Trans Turtle's art was ahead of its time. He's got a picture of <laughs> revolt, someone shooting a cop with the words oink, oink, written next to the cop. I'm just so glad the White House is commemorating this beautiful soul whose life was so tragically taken from us. And that's that's the point here. That's the point. Don't lose sight of the, of the of the fact that the White House, the White House is celebrating this guy. The tragic death of this guy because he's trans or was trans or she was trans, whatever. How sick. Twisted. And I don't want to say more. Is this. One more here from Jesse on uh, Little Trans Turtle, uh, cut 277. He also drew a sheriff's office on fire with the caption, burn down police stations. It's fun and good. <laughs> and we've got another picture of a cop car about to run over a cop on fire with the captions, burn police vehicles, kill cops. Say what you want about Tortuguita, but he was dedicated, passionate, and definitely goal-oriented. 
This is the guy who Binder and Biden want us to honor. They want us to bow our heads in a moment of silence and commemorate a Trantifa tree hugger who shot a cop and left behind the diary of a serial killer who was held back in kindergarten twice. Biden skipped the 9-11 ceremonies this year, but he didn't forget to honor cop-hating Trantifa. We contacted the White House and asked them what's going on, and they haven't gotten back to us. I am shocked. First of all, bravo to Jesse for documenting all that, and obviously his producer or producers who put that all together. Um, very well put together. Look, I'm not happy the guy's dead. I, I, I'm just saying he's, it's justifiable if he shot at a cop after you heard the cop say, come out or we're going to, you know, and, and he, then you heard the gunshots. But to, 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 to in any way, shape or form to possibly think that in the same breath, honor, recognize, celebrate, memorialize any of those things could be in the same breath or on the same plane or in the same universe with this man, this trans person, you got to be out of you. You got to be kidding me, but you're not. Nobody's kidding anybody. We're kidding ourselves if we think that all is good in this country. And this is something Republicans should be talking about. This is why Republicans think the country is messed up, Joe Scarborough. Not because we hate America, because we love America. We don't want to see this. We don't want to see what's taught to our kids in schools. We don't want to see a plethora of things that I don't have time to get into right now. We want to see, we want our country back. That doesn't mean from black people, from brown people. From, I'm not talking about that from the radical leftist ideology. And I don't care what color they are. That's what we want. We want to save and rescue our country from them. I know this Thanksgiving weekend, folks, let's hope it's not too late. And sometimes I fear it is. Because Barack Obama, who's running this country, in my opinion, is getting everything he ever wanted. But he wants more. Folks, have a great weekend. Um, God willing, we'll do it again on Monday, same time, same place, 9 p.m. Eastern. Tell your friends, tell your enemies right here on TNT Radio Vision.